Factors ready-to-eat meal delivery makes it easy to stay on top of a busy schedule while still sticking to my goals. I can get a delicious dietitian approved meal ready in just two minutes. Get $130 off across six boxes with code JTRAIN130 at go.factor75.com slash JTRAIN130. Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. People, this is a user-generated show. You send in your emails. My guests and I, we answer the emails. You tell your friends, your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. Anyone with ears will take the earless community as well. And you let people know that you enjoy this show. And you're doing that but I want to ask you to continue doing that. I really appreciate it. It feels so good when I see you share it as your Instagram story. And and I and you know what also feels good seeing you on the road. I'm on the road again. <laughs> I'm telling funnies on the road again. It's fall season so you have nowhere to go. Come to one of J Train's shows. Ooh, nailed it. Holy shit. People, jaredfreed.com for tickets. If you're listening right now or watching on YouTube, hello, YouTube land. Um, I'm going to be in Buffalo, New York, Royal Oak, Michigan, Albany, New York, Brookfield, Wisconsin, uh, Mohegan Sun, Baltimore, Maryland, Richmond, Virginia. And an announcement, announcement. Um, by this point, I'll probably have talked about it a lot. Boston, Mass., the Wilbur Theater. I'm going to be doing a theater. So people... Jaredfree.com, Jaredfree.com for tickets. Uh, the show is ready and it's funny and you're going to love it and it's stand up and it's great. So come on out, bring assemble the group chat. So get that group chat together. Those people, those, 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 those OKPs in your life, original key players, get them together, bring them, get them to the table. They'll be like, who he, who, who's he, what is he funny? I'll back you up. I take a lot of, I take, it's a lot of pressure on you. I agree. You're bringing them to some podcast or comedian show who yells at the bachelor sometimes. I know. Trust me. Trust Papa JT. I'll hold you to my nape and cuddle you in my arms. Very excited about today's guest. First time we're on the show. I am a fan, longtime fan. I've been watching uh, this person on my TV, and it's so amazing to have them here right now. Michelle Beadle, thank you for coming Hi, on. Hello. <clears throat> so wait, is doing a theater, is that different than doing like a comedy club? What's the difference? Definitely more people, one. Okay. Um, two, you have to really, you, you know, it's like a Broadway show. You got to really play ah. to the rafters. Ooh. And, you know, in a comedy club, there's this element of like, you know, oh, so, you know, you talk to people in the crowd. And right. In a theater, you kind of have to have like a, 
a big show to put on. There's not. It, it's. I think it's intimate, but less than a a comedy club is a different experience all its out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I never thought about that way. I was like, oh, I never thought they were different. But yeah, now you're saying it. It actually if, makes sense. When I see someone in the theater go into the crowd, like be like, hey, where are you from? I'm like, <laughs> oh, they don't have a show. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> like, now I'm going to remember that. <laughs> but that's why you go to a comedy club to like work on thing, work things out. You know, the comics theater. go to the club to work things out for the special. They want to. Yeah. And so there's a lot. It, you're watching a rough draft in motion, which is that's kind of the fun part. That's why, you know, that's why all these comics are putting out videos of them talking with the crowd on reels and TikTok because those things do happen in a live stand-up performance. Yeah. But in a theater, it's closer to, you know, me, you know, belting out and doing, you know, <laughs> opera singing. But I, enough right. about me. That's awesome. I, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. Learned that I'm today. very excited. I mean, but also, like, yes. back in a certain time, there weren't a lot of comics that did theater. So I'm, like, very much... Um, cool. It is. It is very nice. This audience Classy. is... Is very very classy. That's very me, classy. Jared Classy Freed, <laughs> Michelle Beadle. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've been oh, on your cool. podcast, and yes. we've, we we we've met through the interwebs of sorts. How are mm -hmm. you? What's going on? Where are you coming from? I'm good. I'm in uh, in a closet in San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> and yeah, it's just. I mean, you say it's fall, but it's still 98 degrees and humid outside. So. How long does it stay 98 degrees? Uh, what, when does the season change in San Antonio? I mean, well, I wouldn't say that the seasons necessarily ever change, but it'll be hot. And then one day it will be freezing and then it will be hot again. So it's there's just no warning to it. It happens. Are you from there? I grew up here, but I hate the heat. So the, that's the irony. It's like, why am I back here? <laughs> right. But the heat's my least favorite. Like, I'll take New York cold over Texas heat every really? single time. Yeah. I guess because time. you can always layer up, you know, there's exactly. options in cold. Yeah. Now, you're in San Antonio. I was, we were, we were going to talk about this, but I was like, you know, I, I want to do a podcast called Save It for the Pod. Right. That's what I want to call the podcast Save It for the yes. Pod, where you start conversations and then you abruptly end them I would and move on to, to the next that. conversation. I wanted to do that, but then people were like, well, are you already recording? And, and some people get real uneasy with it. So I was like, all right. right. It's not going to work. Oh, <laughs> being recorded. I mean, in this day and age. So, right. You, I thought San Antonio was underrated. How would you, you know, comparatively to the other Texas towns, I was like, I loved it so much. I loved the Pearl, the brewery. I went, oh, yeah. You have the most beautiful hotel in maybe the country. What's that hotel called? The Emma. The Emma. I stayed Love. there. It is, yep. that might be the best hotel I've ever stayed in. It's a, it's like, so truth be told, none of this was here when I lived here, but it's been over 20 years since I was yeah. back. So I will say, you know, I think most people are like, ah, I'm never going to live in my hometown. And, and I get that. It, and I was one of them. But it's a different town now. The restaurant scene is taking a complete 180. Like you mentioned, that Pearl area and the Emma. To me, the Emma Hotel is just perfect. The food's good. It's just a vibe, right? I it, love it. I mean, I, that is like something where I'd be like, how does not like everyone <laughs> in Texas should do a weekend there. Like it, it's like a special weekend. Like what a it, it is. I, and then the people there, I think they have the best. You know, Dallas is trying to me. This is my outsider's perspective. Uh, yeah, I want to hear this. I'll see if I'm right. If I'm right on it. Dallas is like the the trying to be New York too much. OK, they're trying to let people know how we are. You know, they want to be included in the in the New York, Chicago, L.A. conversation. They're very much trying. They want that. The Austin people want to let you know how special they are, how individualistic they are. Oh, my God. But a lot of transplants. Yeah. And then the um, and then there's Houston 
which doesn't even feel part of Texas to me. It feels like they're like the weird uh, brother who who went to you know is an engineer, and right. then and <laughs> then there's ranch. right, <laughs> and then San San Antonio is like that like I, I really the humble the humble yes. sibling. Oh, that's a good. That's actually I like that. See, I had Dallas and. But this was before everyone from Los Angeles moved to Austin. But for me, mm. Dallas always felt like they were trying to be like an L.A. light. They would put okay. the red velvet ropes up and you could see like mother daughter boob job, weird combos. <laughs> like It was just very like, eh, who are you? Right. Um, and now Austin is basically Los Angeles light because because they've all moved there. And that's, right. that's what's happened here. But yeah, I like the San Antonio thing. That actually makes sense to me. I buy it that. And people there were just cool. They were fun. Yeah. It was a good place to do comedy. I, I enjoyed San Antonio in a way that I didn't really Yay. think I would. And so, but I, I mean, I used to watch you on ESPN and now you're back in San Antonio and you're doing something very cool. I want people to go check it out. F1. Have you yes. always, F1 <laughs> is in vogue. It's in, I, I was literally in the West Village of Manhattan. I'm on Hudson the other day. I heard two women, Shut two up. young women going, talking F1. I love it so much. I, it's, lo I look. It's it's. The, I think they said other than pickleball, it's <laughs> the it's the fastest growing sport. Like to be watched, people are interested. It's all because of Netflix. Like I I'm right. I'm not even gonna sit here and pretend like I was watching F1 before Netflix Drive to Survive because I wasn't. I think the most of us weren't. As Americans, we tend to sort of oh that's not ours, so we don't care. And I right. was one of those. And so then I watched that series and I bought in wholeheartedly. Um, it's just it's sexy it's fast there are only 10 teams 20 drivers so as far as having to learn a new sport it that part's not hard i think a lot of the technical stuff is is a learning process but everyone i've talked to is like new new fans other than my mom and my brother they've been watching for quite some time so it, yeah it's it is awesome and we're doing this thing with amazon amp they have an app called amp um that's slowly growing like it's a, you know whatever you can download it on your phone and it's with the kid Miro and I do a side cast. So during the race, watch the race, but turn down the volume and then turn us on. And we just bullshit and and just have fun. Right. And he's got so much energy that I'm like, oh, my God. Then there's a post race where it's, uh, this woman named Katie Osborne, the legendary Mika Hakkinen. For people who don't know, he was one of Michael Schumacher's biggest rivals. And uh, Will Arnett, of course, from having the greatest voice in the world and Job. So it's right. like it's the most random pairings of like humans. Will Arnett, and, like, I mean, that's crazy. So he's in the same boat as that. He's always been a car guy. Yeah. But he's in the same boat. He's like a sort of a new F1 fan. And like none of us are trying to be experts. I think Mika obviously is a legend. And Katie comes from a sports, like a motorsports background. Mm -hmm. Other than that. We're learning every day, and it is—it's just goofy and fun, and I get to do something I was already doing anyway. So, thank you. The, see, <laughs> I think this is great, and also like you know, the worst thing about something that the the worst type of person that comes into something that's become fashionable is the one that's like, oh, I've been here forever. When you know they're lying, <laughs> yes. you know, like to hear you say like I'm new here, I'm the one going to be asking the questions for you yeah. that you might be too embarrassed to ask. I'm in the position of new fan, love it, here to learn, here to be yep. a ball. You know, that's what we want. We want to watch this, you know, new thing to us. Yeah, well, and the thing about it is you can literally call us in. There's if you hit a button on your phone and boom, done. But you're right because I remember I went in, I went to the Kentucky Derby a few times for work and that world was not welcoming to a new person. Interesting. I mean, it made it made me it 
I was so turned off by the whole thing. I was like, I, I just don't care for horse racing and the people and what have you. Because it was like, oh, you don't know anything. Well, when I start my story with I don't know anything, yeah, you're right. not you're not revealing anything. So I feel like the F1 has, they've been around for a bazillion years and they're still super excited and happy that we have finally caught on and they're they're cool about it. So yeah, I, sports that are sort of on the outside, don't be dicks. Like, well, we're trying. The thing is, I would love to know, you know, I'm interested in the who's the guy or female, whoever they are. Who's the person that waltzed into F1 and was like, I got an idea because this is this is very recent. They have the Netflix show. And I do remember when NBC picked up F1, they would have these real sexy commercials. They would, (laughs) you know, when they would talk about um where do they go in, in like France? Monaco. They, Monaco. Yeah, beautiful or, places. They would talk about Monaco, and they made it this commercial. And I remember watching the commercial going, I want to just go to that. I, you know, I don't know about watching, but I want to go. And it's like some marketing person at F1 figured it out because yeah. they brought us inside. I, I've watched the first season of... Of the F one show on right? Netflix, like it's it, it it has drama, it has personality. We want to know the people, you know the it, you know you cheer for that type of thing. Yeah, and it's the, some of the most beautiful places in the world, so it's it's just a no brainer to me. So point. pumped! To, so everyone go. It's called Fast and Loose. It's on AMP, and it's with F one. Um, go download it. Get involved and turn down the volume. Put on yeah. Michelle Beadle. <laughs> um, and you're in San Antonio. I, I, we're gonna answer some emails. We're gonna okay, give great. some. I, we have a lot of love advice on this oh, show, and people, we want you to send them in jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. It's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Send anything you'd like advice wise. I'm going to be answering. Michelle, are you seeing anyone? Are you with anyone? What's yes, your deal? Yes, I, I have a dude, a, p- a partner, if you will. I try not to say the word boyfriend because I'm 46. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. <laughs> so, partner. A and then part- everyone assumes partner. I'm like, just partner, because partner makes sense. I I like ha- I have a dude, which feels very dude. Texas to me. Yeah, I got a dude. Right. I got a, a lover. I think lover is hilarious. <laughs> You've taken on a lover. Yeah. yeah. Taken one on. That's right. The, that's the best one. How long have you guys been together? It's only been about a year, but we dated like 20 something years ago when I last lived here. And then we did not speak for two decades. And then I moved back and we hung out and I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, here we well, are, a year later. So hold on, hold on. That's an amazing story. <laughs> Two decades ago, yeah. how do you meet? Uh, we we worked at the same restaurant. Like a bunch of us did. That's actually how I met my other two best friends that still live here. So yeah, we really? all worked at the same restaurant. Yeah. And this is, and then you go off to, you know, stardom. Yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> live my life. Yeah. I mean, really, I went off and lived my life and came. I mean, I never thought I'd move back here. So that it's all been just sort of kind of a fun little path. And we ran into each other and that was it. It was like, oh. Well, now, now we're better. I think we're both in better positions. Amazing. And working in a restaurant, that's like its own ecosystem. So oh, you know each God. other in a certain way. You've worked together. You've watched how the other person oh works God. and you how they You know who they've hooked hustle. up with. Everybody's you know. hooked up with everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, what were you doing? <laughs> and when did you run into each other back in town? Like probably about uh, maybe June or July of last year. Was it like, yeah. And how does that conversation start? Because I listen, there's people listening right, right now that yeah. they're going, uh, you know, that we have uh, your your relationship mirrors many different things that go on in this podcast <laughs> a lot because someone will say it's ending, but they said now is not the time. And should I wait? And then they have another thing where they'll go, 
someone came out of the woodwork. Should I pursue? You know, like your situation, your dude, so to speak, yeah. is relevant. Uh, how did how did you get over the hump of like, oh my god, like I'm back in town. It's 20 <laughs> years later. I know. Well, because we, I mean, you know, we really had not talked at all and i think yeah. that was part of it um I, I came back a few times in the last 20 years and maybe occasionally ran in but i you know i was totally like a bitch and tried to big time him specifically <laughs> really so i felt pretty good about that yeah you don't <laughs> but you don't seem that you seem like the most down-to-earth person oh, ever like but i can focus it laser focus it on one person if i need okay. to <laughs> so, so I, I did that <laughs> so there but, was yeah. history and you're like uh, and what i think is very interesting and kind of like the lesson and all is that you didn't speak you both went mm. in your own way you yep. know yeah and it, it came was, back it naturally good. i know and it's kind of it's nice i feel like it was a for me it was that i'm not a big relationship person and i wasn't in one and i'm good with i'm fine with that uh, yeah. but it was just good timing because i wasn't against it either so i was like oh let's just let this go and see what happens and it's, it's working so far i'm not love it's it. not on my nerves yet and i don't think i'm on his <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see we'll check in every couple months and we'll see if we're on each other's nerves right well, I'll, listen. Just, I'll just text you like okay it's over <laughs> it's over letting you know okay well listen everyone go follow michelle at michelle.beetle on instagram uh go listen to the f1 show fast and loose while you watch f1 racing learn about it you know see it through michelle's eyes let's get to the emails you ready <laughs> yeah oh god yeah Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com friends treat my boyfriend like a meme and not a person jared many feathers huge fan you up subscriber you rock now to my problem i have a super tight group of friends from college all of us have serious partners most of us live with our partners but i often feel like i'm the only one who gets shaded for making any type of decision that prioritizes my prioritizes my partner for example, everyone was pretty rude to me when I was not available on the potential weekend of a girl's trip because it was my boyfriend's birthday. And it feels like if I bring my boyfriend somewhere with them, he is pretty much ignored. And if he voices any opinion or desire that he is not in line with what the group wants, everyone acts like he is overstepping slash being annoying. And then I'm put in a position uh, where I, if I advocate for him, I look like I'm just doing whatever he wants. It would be one thing if he was just some random guy, but we lived together i see this happening to some degree to other people in the group's partners when they were in a group setting and i don't know if it bothers them too it feels like the mindset is that if they were there with us they should be just happy to be there and have no thoughts or wishes it feels like how people on tiktok talk about guys jokingly like ew i don't care about your boyfriend what men think vibes that's all fun and games on the internet but don't you uh don't you in real life want your serious partner to be respected and have a good time we have a trip coming up uh, that due to some odd circumstances are going to be just the group be just the group him and one other guy and i know i'm going to be put in some annoying positions he's not the most uh go with the flow guy but neither are many of my friends and i know he will be treated differently than anyone else on the trip for having any opinion about what we do any advice for approaching advocating for him on the trip uh while also not being judged by my friends michelle beetle what do you think this is a difficult situation i mean it is tough because I'm going to go into this assuming there's no history, right? Like, is he, did he do something jackassy and maybe the girlfriends hate him and they've never, we're right. just going to throw that away. That's not it. I, I guess my assumption for this whole thing is they don't get along. <laughs> you know, like, right. I, they I, don't I, like I, him for some They don't reason. like him. Right. That's simple. And I don't and, think it's something major. I would, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. There's no assumption of like this major fallout because she yeah. would have mentioned it. 
but it seems like they don't like him. She may need to have one of those snap moments where you react in a way that's seemingly dramatic to some, but it's really just the snap moment where, okay, I've had enough. Like we, and, and maybe you yell at them, maybe you don't, but you have to communicate in a way that I'm done with this. Like you guys can either accept him or not. And as long as he's around, I mean, look, it's, it's tough because I know what it's like. Like my girlfriends are, are so important. I couldn't imagine quote unquote, picking a guy over them. But sometimes right. you might need to just tell them if they've been able to walk all over him. And as a result, her, then they probably don't realize it bothers her. She may have to have a come to Jesus moment, as we say in the South. Right. I, like, I well, I, I, <laughs> I do think this is like one of those, like it's a symptom, but not the actual problem. Yes. Right. Cause it does feel like, like the idea that you live with someone and your friends aren't like, okay, we got to figure out how to deal with this guy. Like yeah. to me, the only reason to act like this is because they still think he should be gotten rid of. Right. They're not sold. Like if, you know, when you get to the point where you're living with someone, Hey, Hey's Hey's in the barn. Like yeah. it's <laughs> things are done here, you know? Like, so we need to figure out how to make this situation works. And when someone doesn't do that, you have to assume that there has been talks like, oh, yeah, there they have been talks amongst these other friends going, mm -hmm. we don't like him for her. We don't. And 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 again, the truth is that. somewhere in the middle. I'll take yep. some a line she wrote in the email. Um, she wrote. He's not the most go with the flow guy. Yeah, I wonder what that, that is. A very important line in this email because she's writing this as pleasantly as it's ever going to be written about her boyfriend. So, <laughs> right, right. When someone's it. like, "Yeah, my husband's not most go with the flow," I'm like, "Oh, this guy's a piece of fucking shit." Uh, right? You he's know? like, he doesn't like everyone. It turns out he's a racist, like hates children, kicks right. dogs. <laughs> You're like, "What? He's a he's the worst." Right? Person he's in the world. yelling at daffodils. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you're right. That was the nicest. And go with the flow. God, it's such a weird thing to describe, especially like a man. Like, what what is he not going with the flow with? It's, uh, right. Yeah, this is a tricky one. And if no one else likes him, that to me is the key. It's one thing if one of my friends doesn't. None of them do. So well, and and that's where you go. Okay, up. now we have like oil and water because you yeah. go. He, you know, if he's not the most go with the flow, and they all don't like him, now he's gonna, and he feels that now he's gonna go against anything they say. <laughs> right. They're gonna go against anything he says, and 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 they're going on this trip together. I think you're right. I think yeah. you have to pull aside, not a snap in public moment. No, but you no, have no. to have if if it's about. Like, I think these things never get figured out if you're like, why don't you want to go get ice cream? And then he's like, I just don't like ice cream. And they're like, oh, I love ice cream. And then you go and you start fighting about ice cream. Yep. You're ignoring the actual root of the issue, which is these friends don't like your boyfriend. And you and, and this. Why? Just ask him why. What's the problem? Why? Why, why don't you why? guys like him? Right. What do and you then do? They can, what is it? They, Right, and then they can deny it, and you go, well, I have exhibit A, <laughs> exhibit B, exhibit C, where right. you could have chosen to take an easier route for me, 
your friend who has to live with this person that you guys are not being easy with. So why are you making my life difficult in exhibit A, exhibit B, exhibit C? <laughs> All the times. No, Wait. you're right. And I, like, I will say this because I had this in a personal experience. Is we had a, a friend who had a dude and neither one of us likes him or we didn't mm. like him, whatever. And it was one of those things where, like, well, we think she could find someone better for her. What happened, right. though, after years and years and years was we both had to be honest with each other. And for a second, we were like, do you think actually we were overestimating what our friend either wanted or des not deserved, but is suited for in real life? And it came comes to find out we were like, no, they're actually better off for each other than right. we thought. It's like we have these ideas of what our friend should have. When in reality, that's not who our friend is or what they're interested in. And so it, that was a realization like, oh, maybe we were asked. I mean, I still stand by it, but maybe we were asses. <laughs> well, also, you know, are you still close with this friend or do you hang out yeah, with them as but much? but she never, by the way, and this is why I think you're right in that you need to just confront them and be like, why? Because she's never, to this day, has never brought it up. And, well, she's, and the, she's the weaker of the personalities. Like, And I get that. It's a little weird. But... It would have been kind of an amazing moment if she'd been like, all right, I'm not stupid. What is the problem? What is it? And never once. Not well, once. this is, uh, well, you know, it's it's sad in a sense that like your friend probably hasn't come to you guys because it might lose the friendship. She values the friendship so yeah. much because confronting you guys would be like, okay, I have to hear things that I couldn't <laughs> unhear and right. I couldn't be around all three of you, my significant other and my two friends knowing the information that I do. And I think that's the thing that I needs to that. be warned of this person is like the group, you know, <laughs> how, you know, the, my, my dad used to always say this, my dad would, and it, it sounds very negative, And I always thought it was funny that this was his big lesson, oh, no. but he was like, my dad would always be like, it's not the family. The family's always going to be good. It's who they marry. That tells the family how much they're getting fucked by the other family members. Jesus. <laughs> and You're he's like, like, wow, dad, thank you for that. <laughs> right. Well, the, and when you think about it, you you know, I've had, you know, significant others. I've had, I've been in relationships and, you know, you go to your family dinner and they go and they, and then you go home with your significant, and they go, they, is that how they talk to you? And you go, well, yeah, that's kind of the dynamic. That's how this whole thing works. And they go, well, I mean, that whole thing was like wild. And you're like, yeah, but that's how we've, come to like th this is how language it, right and this is right. every family's crazy and dysfunctional every family no one's beyond dysfunction everyone yeah so we all kind of figure out these maybe unhealthy ways to like fit together as puzzle pieces and then you have someone new come in and they go Oof. boy they're all they're all you know fucking you yeah and you go and you go well and then sometimes people go well maybe i am getting fucked <laughs> And, and then it begins. <laughs> and then it begins. So this is kind of the moment for yeah. you and your friends where you might lose a couple friends. They might look at you and go, we think you can do better. And you go, uh, I don't even know what that means. What do you, are you, uh, that's yeah. insulting. This could be the end of the friendships. It could be why the friendship is good. But if they can't respect that you're living with someone. That's and big. Then you might have, then their issue might be too much for you to stay with it, or they might show you something in your relationship that maybe you need to leave. I don't know what exactly. it's going to be. Exactly. I think just be transparent and open. I mean, that's, you'll never miss if you do that. You might be uncomfortable or sad, but at least you said everything you needed to say and then deal with it later. 
It's almost here. Fall, autumn, pumpkin spice season. No matter what you call it, there's no better time to get warm near a so low stove. People, I can't encourage you to get the solo stove enough because here's what it's going to do. It's going to extend your home. It's going to it's warm now. It's going to keep getting cooler. You want to establish an area of your yard and the fall time. Oh. What a better time of year. There's no better time of year than the fall to set up a little corner of your yard, uh, of your deck, of your roof, wherever it may be, and turn it into an entertaining space. People wanna be outside. People wanna be able to stay outside as long as they can in the solo stove can make that happen. Upgrade your backyard with a solo stove fire pit and create story-worthy moments without the fireside fumes. Solo stoves are constructed using beautiful stainless steel, specifically designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. It's the perfect catalyst for getting outside and spending more time with your family and friends. That's the big part. Football season, are you kidding me? Having beers outside, setting up an area, little tailgate action. What's better than a solo stove at a tailgate? Solo stove fire pits are engineered to be easy to use and are built to last. Lights with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in just minutes. They're so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Prepare for your best outdoor memories yet and save Big during the Solo Stove Fall event. Plus, use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at solostove.com for an extra $10 off. That's $10 off. That's solostove.com, promo code JTRAIN for $10 off on top of the fall event deals. Hurry, the fall event ends November 10th. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes you can fixate on a problem for so long that you don't take the time to find a solution. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I gotta say, I love what BetterHelp offers. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to stick your toe in the water of professional therapy. I am a person that says I got to do something, then I Google, and then I give up on it, and I get down on myself. I say, oh, no, who are you going to go to? Who are you going to? You don't even know anybody. How are you going to? What are you going to go into an office? No, no, no. BetterHelp makes it easier to try and start on a road that is good for you. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and chat therapy sessions. You can choose to not see anyone on camera. That's amazing. So it's about making you feel as comfortable as possible. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy because they've gotten rid of the offices, the waiting rooms, all that stuff. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10, 10, 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. We're here with Michelle Beadle at michelle.beadle on Instagram. Go follow, fantastic, go, 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 amp. It is with F1. She's simulcasting. That's what they call it, a simulcast at the same time. Uh, (laughs) Don't kiss me, baby, one more time. Oh, my. Jared, all the feathering to you and yours, high shelves, long email ahead. Okay, get ready. Buckle up, Michelle. 
Okay. I recently started going out with this guy I matched with. Let's call him John. We exchanged numbers and texted for about a month before actually meeting due to valid scheduling reasons, work, travel, and I've been loving the conversation and texting chemistry. When we finally met, I enjoyed the date but wasn't as physically attracted as I had hoped. From what I've seen, he's an incredible guy and I could definitely see myself building something real with him, so I'm willing to give it more time and dates to see if the physical chemistry can build with emotional intimacy. On date number two, he went in for the kiss. He clearly thought it was great and that his line was good. It wasn't. <laughs> Which was endearing but not sexy. Again, I think physical intimacy can build. So I want to keep seeing him to where it can to see where it can go. And we'll suggest a romantic place for our next date to help, but here's my problem. We've gone on two very brief dates since then, and each time now he kisses me hello with a quick peck, no less. I think if I was more physically attracted to him, maybe I wouldn't care, but generally speaking, it's weird for me to kiss someone hello. I just started dating, especially if that intimacy slash understanding isn't there yet. Is he just ahead of me feelings-wise so it seems normal to him? Do I, uh, or do may, or maybe it's normal thing and I'm weird. I'm the weird one. Regardless, I'm not a fan. So here's my question. How do I say <laughs> please stop in a nice way without hurting his feelings? I would much rather uh, a hug and a hello than a kiss when it's a natural flow moment. But this is a quick dry peck hello that makes me feel like we've been married 50 years and I don't want any part of it. What do you think, Michelle Beadle? What do you, how do you say hello to, your, uh, to someone on a first date? Oh, I like, oh, well, yeah, there would be no kiss. Or, no, a hug. It's weird. Yeah, Fine. a hug. And I'm not, like, I'm not even a big hug. Like, I, I kind of feel this person's energy, like, what she's right. talking about. Because it's also tough when you're not, like, wowed or passionate about it. You don't want to rip their clothes off. You have to. And women, right. I think, there's sometimes there's the slow burn. And sometimes there's the immediate. I tend to be more of a slow burn person. Like, I have to. There has to be something that builds for me to look at them in that particular way. Um, but it's the trick here, though, because we as we know, men's egos are very sensitive. Right. It, this isn't as simple as just like, hey, man, like I, I'm not a big kissed guy. Like, can you stop doing it? Because it will no. hurt his feelings and it may he may shrivel and go away. Uh, so it's a very tricky situation. That being said, I don't think there's an alternative because if you move your head or if you, those are actually worse than if you just say, right. I really like you. I enjoy spending time with you. I tend to be someone who needs to kind of ease into things and mm-hmm. maybe you're not that way because everyone's weird and about passion, about touchy feely stuff. Again, it's, honesty. I that's so boring, but I feel like honesty might be the only option well, here. To take her side even more, whether you're touchy feely or not, yeah. this is weird. Because Yeah, I think and, and I think it's this is the product. This is a very twenty twenty two issue because you guys had this like long period of texting, which she said. She said it happened naturally, which I believe she said it took. Um, we exchanged numbers. It texted for a month. Yeah, You're texting on a phone that you also text your mom, your sister, <laughs> your brother, all the people you've known for years and years and years. And it can feel like you know someone way more than you do. when you. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of like if I – to kiss someone i'm imagining they're kissing on the lips as if yeah. it's seeing your wife you know after uh, when you met her at a restaurant yeah for dates it's been night. a long day. And it, it feels familiar and they're not familiar yet right and i weird. and i think that's the perfect word that's how you take ego out of this cuz here's the other thing 
she's giving this guy a chance. Right. She's giving him all the chances in the world. I would warn her that he is not giving you a chance. He is hmm. in. He is, men don't go on dates that their hmm. penis don't want to go on. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, when it's the a waste dog, of time. What am I doing right, here? <laughs> what are we doing here? The penis is sitting there like, come on, move it along already. You know when the dog's on a leash and they're like, come on, we got to go for a walk. That's yep. the penis. That's when the they're, penis. So guys are on dates because they're attracted. So my warning to her is, all the chances in the world, he is giving you no chance. That's why he's familiar. He's giving you that kiss. So the familiar thing, I think, is a great word because sometimes it's about languaging. Like, yeah. hey, um, I, I got to tell you. like, and, and I think it's like what you do is you go on the next date and you give that peck. And then you just say, oh. and then you go, hey. And again, she doesn't have to, but this is a strategy. And then she says, hey, um, I know we're doing kisses, hellos. It's so much more familiar than I'm ready for. Perfect. I'm and and that's it. Can we do a hug? Can I we do feel a hug? like <laughs> can we shake hands? <laughs> right. We're not there yet. Oh god. I don't know why that's blinking, by the way, and I'm sorry. That's about okay. That. that was terrifying. Well, <laughs> no, you're the right. The house it's, it's, is haunted. And look, I, and you have to just be honest. You can never be in trouble for being honest. It, that's the person's fault. It's gonna hurt for a second and he'll yeah. feel awkward and then you can joke around it's like ah, i just feel like i'm your wife of 30 years we haven't gotten there yet and i and i let you know if yeah. we want to let him off the hook which i'm not like I'm, I'm 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 giving i give most people benefit of the doubt and mm -hmm. i know women give men a lot of benefit of the doubt especially on the ego stuff i know that for a fact i'm not saying i'm not apologizing for this guy but it does feel like he is you know, faking familiarity. He may mm -hmm. believe in that familiarity. Um, but you have to protect yourself because you are still going, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And he's walking in being like, and, yeah, he's all you in. know, <laughs> right. And so he is very sure. And, you know, as, quote unquote, cocksure, you yes. know? So yes. I, I think if you just say, hey, the word familiar is like, to me, a, a, the mm -hmm. nicest way to put it. Hey, I'm not. I think so. That's so familiar. I feel like a, we're a husband and wife, and I'm just not there yet. Can we do some hugs in the beginning? Can we do right? And then you like just you know, and just know when it is time for the. It's you're gonna have to be the first one to do it because he'll probably like shrivel a little bit. But that's right. fine. Nobody should ever do or feel like they have to do things that they do not want to do. Absolutely. Like, no matter what. Absolutely not. And and here's the thing. He's fucking himself. Every time you do that kiss, you're reminded about how little you're attracted to him. Exactly. He, this sure. is you're helping him, you know, cure this thing. Right. Like be be a little more hard to get. Like just play the game a little bit more, sir. And right. Then this will probably be a lot better for you in the end. <laughs> right. J Train Podcast. I love that. at gmail.com. J Train Podcast oh. at gmail.com. Here, Michelle Beetle at Michelle.beetle. Go follow Hello. immediately. How to deal with my boyfriend's annoying friendship with an anno with an annoying person. He's <laughs> annoying twice in the title. That's How to deal with my boyfriend's annoying friendship with an annoying person. Dear Jared and esteemed <laughs> guests, I'm a big fan of all your work and will be in NYC later this summer and following your tour schedule, hoping that maybe I'll catch you between travels of the Comedy Cellar. Well, I hope so, too. I'll jump right into it. My partner has a friend. Let's call her Erica who I do not like. For a little background, we've been together a little over a year, both in our mid-30s, and I'm so happy with him. The one persistent issue has been with this friend, Erica. 
She and I do not mesh well. We are very different. I'm more reserved and do better with small groups or one-on-one interactions, whereas she has a huge personality, always talking the most out of anyone in the room and the last to leave from parties. It has happened a handful of times when I'm not around, either traveling or just have my own separate plans, and they are out together with a group and it turns into a super wild, rowdy night. I think like drugs, staying out till the morning, so many inside jokes that she loves to reminisce about after the fact. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll add mm-hmm. parenthetically. Don't like that. It. Is a you know? Oh, remember that time? You know? Just shut up, no, Erica. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> Get out of here, Erica. God, uh, when he and I spend time together, it's usually more low key, and we've never had a night like that together. There's also this dynamic where Erica applied to uh, work at my workplace right around the time my boyfriend and I got together. Long story short, she didn't get the job. And I was involved in the hiring process, and I know she felt salty and resentful about not getting the job. So we started off with a tense and awkward dynamic between us. That is a twist. We both try to be friendly when we're in a group setting together, but it feels forced. So basically, I hate it when he spends time with her, which is not very often. And uh, and I always imagine the worst-case scenario, i.e., they're getting wasted and hooking up he's confiding in her about issues with our relationships etc he's told me he's not interested in her like that and has committed to always be transparent with me about who he's with and what he's doing but i still have a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach whenever i know they are together she's married but has told him that he, she wants an open she wants to open up the marriage hey Oh, this, <laughs> this is like the worst case scenario. This is not good. Friends. This is going to a bad place. Oh, this is if your boyfriend was going to have a worse friend in the world, the the opposite of you, plus in a marriage, plus. open to getting open. End it. He recently <laughs> went out. He recently went out uh, for what was supposed to be a chill night, and I opted not to go. And then it turned into a wild, crazy night. He invited Erica to join. And I got very upset when I learned this the following morning. He thinks I'm being unreasonable because I was invited and twice separately told him I was going to stay in. And he thinks it's unfair uh, for me to be jealous or making him feel bad for hanging out with Erica when there's nothing nefarious about their relationship. I have no reason to suspect that he's cheated. He's never done anything shady as far as I can tell, always as honest with me. I know she is an important member of his community of friends, someone he gets along with well. I've talked to my therapist whose advice is that I get more comfortable with letting go of the things that are outside my control, mm-hmm. like nights they are out together. And remember that I have no reason to doubt or distrust him, but would love to hear what you all think about the situation. She's like, my therapist didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. So let's go to <laughs> the dumb idiot like, right? with a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but these two morons still tell right. me. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable for feeling so negative about Erica and their friendship, or should he be more sensitive to my anxiety around this? Thank you, jealous, but don't want to be. What do we think, Michelle Beadle? Man, I mean, tough situation. Yeah, I I try to try to relate to it. You know, I've been in those types of situations where it's the guy has like a really close girlfriend. I've it's not always the case, but you know, you've been down that road where you're like. Yeah, no, she's in love with you. And I'm not being like a crazy jealous person. I'm just telling you what it is. Oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, come to find out a few years later. Oh, yeah, you were right. Yeah, no shit, I was right. Right. And and, and also, but you can't do anything. Like, and, and here's the thing. Sorry to interrupt because no, yeah. I think you bring up a good point. Like, they're in love with them for a situation. For right. A, like, it's almost like they know they fill this void in their life, mm-hmm. but they also never pursue it because they're like, I don't want the whole thing. 
I want them like I want Erica during party hours and she gets me this excitement that, you know, that is a a woman in a relationship that goes out and wants to talk about open relationship, probably talks about men and, you know, probably has a is different than anything he's ever experienced. But he's also knows that's not the life for him. So, but that doesn't mean he won't one night just, you know, oh, I'm in an open right. relationship. Oh, I get caught up in the mo-. like that's the thing about this particular equation. Right. There's a lot of stuff here that feels like and it's not her and but no, I, here, no. it's not her it's him to tell you the truth like he's holding on to a friendship that he yep. knows makes his significant other uncomfortable that does he need it and what right. does he need from this friend to you? well yeah. that's what i'm wondering he might think i need to party <laughs> and you don't party <laughs> right. and I, I you know what i mean like and and so i go to her for the party times and 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 i agree with you like you know if the pizza's in the fridge, you're going to eat it. Right. So it's exactly. uh, you got to throw it in the garbage or you got to. I, I And I hate to refer to a woman as an old piece of pizza, but I. I, that's, I mean, I'll, you, no, you're honest. Like I try to look. Think about it this way. If there, if it could happen for a man too, this, I wouldn't this could, do this to someone I love. Right. Like if there was a friend I had that made them just feel very uncomfortable, we would talk about it. I would ask why, you know, I would know what was up because I'd be like, yeah, I don't feel that way. Right. But I also would understand this makes you upset. So, you know, unless it's a group, but even in a group though, Erica just sounds like an ass. I mean, if I'm being honest, like right. I don't want to hang out with Erica. So and if why I'm do Erica, you want to hang out with Erica? Right, right. And if I'm Erica, I'm like, I I don't mind if someone has a male, female friend. If yeah. If someone has a friend, that cool. Totally good. But well, what effort has that friend to get to know me, their boyfriend of a year? What ding, effort ding, has ding. that person... And is this person making an effort to get to know Erica? Like, if I was this person, I would be like, Erica, let's get drinks. Like, I would see what happens. I I think that's like, you know, uh, it's like your enemy's closer type of thing. I was just thinking that. Right. And and then maybe the enemy becomes a friend and you kind of understand. Then then maybe Erica goes, I'm I'm unhappy in my marriage. Um, I'm drinking because um, I have I'm I'm trying to ignore the reality of my life. Like, you know, Erica might break down to you in a way that you go. Fuck, I get it yeah. now. Like, it all I'm makes done. sense. Because you're getting half a story and a story that she's inventing. She even said, she's like, I go farther along. I say, well, they're out. He, so I think telling your boyfriend, I just want to hang out us three, that might be. That might be big. And if your boyfriend won't do that, you have to wonder. Now it's your boyfriend. Now, now it's like, problem. okay, we found the problem. Yep. Have you ever, Michelle, you, were, you, you work in a male-dominated space. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been the friend that someone was uncomfortable with? Did you ever deal with that? I mean, I don't think so. Okay. It, but it, I will say this. I am not a, uh, like, I'm not a flirty, bubbly type. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert and not super social. So I don't think I pose a threat in that regard. Like, they're not going to yeah. see me and be like, she's crazy. Now, it could just be the normal woman thing, and I'm another woman, and, you know, that's fine. I get all that. And, but, and insecure yeah. people just get insecure. Right. And I'm I very uber that. aware, like, if I'm with my friend that's a guy and he has a partner, I almost overcome, because I want them to know I have zero interest in your dude. Right. I want you to feel comfortable. Like, so I almost go a little bit probably the other way just but that's to the let point. them know, but Th- he, that's she the point. do that. But that's the point with Erica in this situation. Fucking Erica isn't even making this person's never written in this part 
and it probably no, doesn't help with it. the job thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. help that they had the so what are the, are odds the of that. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I mean, that's insane. The, but, but the emailer probably. And I, it's funny how everything matters and nothing matters yes. at the same time. Like, because of the job thing, at the start of their relationship, they probably sat cold for within one another, probably awkward yep. around another. So they don't really make an attempt to get to know one another. This guy sits in the middle, doesn't make an attempt to like no. make anything better or easier. I think this person needs to. And and I I listen. I'm not a therapist. Their therapist was like. Gave, uh, I'm sure, the professional advice, but there's a piece of me that goes, hey, yeah, like the the right answer. Like, but there's a piece of me that goes, I would go to my boyfriend and be like, hey, I want to go out with you and Erica. Yep. Can we, let's all do dinner. I like this. I I need to get over this. It's me. You know, put it a little bit on you. Yep. And now you've put your boyfriend in the position of, you you know, you've you've smoked him out, so to speak. Because if I was your boyfriend, I would go, Fuck and and I had nothing to hide. I go, Erica, get the cocaine ready. Like you know, like <laughs> let's get rowdy. <laughs> my girlfriend's in. Finally, she broke. Like I would be excited. Right. That, oh, you're gonna join us on an Erica night. Now you'll know what my, you know why I enjoy. Yeah. This and and if he won't or, do that, now Erica is not the problem. He exactly. is the problem. Then you got to break up. That's it. J Train Podcast at Gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com we're here with michelle beetle at michelle.beetle go follow go follow um <laughs> unwanted oh. roommate oh god i already hate it J- oh, jared hate an it. esteemed guest i'm a big fan of the podcast keep doing the lord's work i have a situation i wanted your advice on i'm about to start at medical school about seven hours from home my mom said she would move in with me to help me study and settle in and no we're done no no <laughs> no that I'll never done. forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget it. So I have an apartment in Harlem. Um, and when I moved in and I I own the apartment and now I'm renting downtown and I have a tenant in Harlem. Right. So it's an okay situation. It's working for now. We'll see what happens. But I remember yeah. when I moved in the Harlem apartment, my mom goes, I'm looking for a couch. My mom goes, oh, you got to get a couch with a bed. And I go, I, don't, I heard those are uncomfortable. Like it was my assumption that bed you know convertible yeah. couches are just unco- i was like i want to get a big comfy couch she goes well then where will i sleep and i was like a fucking hotel <laughs> they got them here they got a lot of them <laughs> they're nice <laughs> they have beer too Ooh, that's tough that's right tough. i mean so I, I did you ever have that relationship with your family where they would stay with you when they came yes. to visit yeah well I had, my, I had my mom stay with me and my brother and his girlfriend for like months slash possibly years i'm not even sure what the thing was and it, you know, it was great because i was working so much and you know we had help with the dogs and all that stuff but the, it did come to a point and this is why i tell people to just be transparent and open because i wasn't and so mm. little things would bug me and it was just like a water drip and then one right. day <laughs> i lost it i kicked everybody out it was not a good look for me at all we <laughs> laugh about it now obviously but yes Oh my God, that day I was just like, everybody get the fuck <laughs> Kicking, I had my yep. brother, I my brother, I'll never, I was doing open mics and my brother was trying to work in sports and I remember he was sleeping on my couch and like six months into him sleeping on my couch, I go, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> There's too many dreams in this apartment. 
And <laughs> that's a good way to say that. I like right. That I can't look at you, and I can't look at myself. And yeah, you know, I Pete. There's a lot of talk of privilege in this country. I would say I. That's the line of privilege to me. If you've never had to have your parents stay with you at your apartment, <laughs> yeah. and if you have had to, that to me is where privilege gets delivered. You learn a lot. People, there's a lot of people. We always have this debate. Oh no, I. Who's privileged? Who's not? That's where I'll. <laughs> I'm going to put it right there. (laughs) That's my line in the stand. If you've had your parents stay with you in a one-bedroom apartment, you are not from privilege. If you've you've said to them, go get your own hotel, you're on the sidelines of the privilege (laughs) debate. All right, let me read the rest of this email. Okay. This, is a ki- this is a kind gesture, but I'm used to having my independence and don't really want to live with my mom at 22. She's a pretty strict immigrant parent and is on my back about studying and spending money. Oh, this is too much. I'm nervous what? about my social life and ability to go out to bars, go out on weekends, uh, go on weekend trips, et cetera, under her watchful eye. I immediately was not into the idea of her moving in with me and expressed that I need space. However, she was determined and we are now moving into a townhouse together in my new city. She quit her job at home and wants me to help her find a job in the new city. Oy, this is brutal. What? My mother has been vague about how long she plans to stay with me. Uh, that means forever. Sometimes forever. I, it sounds like her mom wanted to leave town. Right, Sometimes I was say, like, it sounds like you were an excuse. Sometimes she's saying she's only staying a few months. Sometimes a year or two, etc. I have trouble setting boundaries, especially with my parents. Don't we all? And wanted to ask, how do I ask how long she plans to stay with me? Oh, and if and if her. living with her gets too stressful, how do I respectfully kick her out? Thanks so much. Ooh. Sincerely, all work and no play. Michelle, what do you think here? That's tough. That is, Brutal. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I, I feel all of this. Um, unfortunately, there's no easy or perfect way to do any of this. Because right. even, you know, you can sit down. What you don't want to do, how about this? I can tell you what not to do. Mm. Do not let it fester. And if that means- Get it out. Yeah, right? Like you're already in the townhouse, whatever, then you need to have some some boundaries. You need to talk about it and you need to be open with your mom. And when the boundaries are crossed, you need to bring them up then and not wait because it's the festering that will will make this thing end in a bad way. It's so a good I would point. do that. I would do I, that. I, I, I think that's a good point. I think even having a list, creating a contract. Yeah, yeah. Because that takes the emotion out of it. It makes it a little bit more mathematical if you say, I... Yeah. I will not. These are my non-negotiables when we live together. I and I know these are easier advice to give than to take because it's totally. your mom and they're going to say you're my child. And here's the I don't know who's paying. That's a big part of this. That's too. a big part of it. too. But she's 22. So I'm going to assume parents are a part of helping somehow. out at least because yeah. and she's starting medical school. Exactly. Good and Lord. so it. it what I would say to this person is if if there's any way for you to not take her money, that's that's a good start. Then you're free. Because yeah. then you're free. You're not really, you know, in it, that there's a version of indentured servitude to your family, you know, <laughs> right. like it's like so exactly. it's like so I would say start with the money and make sure you know what those dollars are are because that's going to be the first thing they come back at you with. Well, yep. they're going to hold it over your head. Well, I'm not going to pay for the townhouse. Well, how are you going to afford it on your own? Mm-hmm. That will be held over your head for any version of ha- of creating your own space that you're going to want to have. And if listen, if they pay 100% of the bill, then I'm going to tell you sucks for you, but you're going to be in a townhouse. Yeah. Like, oh I, yeah, I, I, no, you're going to be I think they're going to be in a townhouse regardless. Now it's just a matter of, "Hey mom, if I want to go out for the weekend, like there's you don't have an opinion on that. Right. It's happening. 
I would also say that here's the one other thing that's different than what she emailed in about um, or what they in, emailed in about and might not be the first. I would ask your mom if she's okay. That's fair. Like, because it's, yeah. this is, I don't care, immigrant parent, non-immigrant parent, to move to a whole new city and ask your kid to help find you a job. Yeah, that part's tough. This is a little weird to me. Why aren't, you know, why, what about her friends? What about her life? What about the amount of years she spent growing, you know, putting her roots in an area? I know we all want the best for our kids and we want to make sure they're settled, but this seems extreme to not be running away from something, in my opinion. Right, and and also it could also be a, like moms want to feel needed and wanted. And this probably, right. I mean, maybe she's the last one out of the house or the only child, mm. so there's a desperation for her mom. Like, I could see that too. But again, it's like, mom, I don't want you out of my life. We just have to figure out a, a way to coexist without killing each other. Right, and <laughs> again, this is another symptom versus the actual yes. sickness because you go, oh my gosh, she's going to be all over me in my apartment. And I'm sitting here wondering... Why the fuck does she want to move exactly to you with Sounds. no job? Yeah, right. It, so That's odd. It's odd. So I think it's twofold, one or threefold. Let's figure out what's the money situation. Yep. Two, maybe a contract of non-negotiables if you're going to live with me. Three, are you okay, mom? Yes. Why? Yeah, why don't you have fair. any friends in this other town? Why are you leaving? Why are you running to, from town like you're a bandit? You know that just robbed a bank. What's going on? I think that's fair. You almost might want to start with that one, right? That's number yeah. one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, start with that one. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We got a couple more, Michelle. I'm, I'm having such a good time. I'm so Crap, happy. I have to go do my thing at twelve thirty though. Hold on. Let's do one more. Yeah, okay? wait. Can let's I do give, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let me get dealers or players choice. I'm the dealer. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Boyfriend working too much overtime or help please breaking up with my live-in boyfriend of five plus years. Oh, that one's tough. Okay, that one. <laughs> okay. Jared, love you that in the rough. pod. I'll get right to it. I want to break <laughs> up with my boyfriend of five plus years that I still love. I know this sounds weird and you're probably going to say, well, if you loved him so much, you wouldn't dump him. I'm not going to say that, but let me explain. We met when I was 21 and a virgin. I love a lot of people I don't want to live with. So, yes. And that I don't want to be in a relationship with. So, I understand. We met when I was 21 and a virgin. He was 26, very experienced, had slept with a shit ton of girls. Okay, that's yeah. pretty vague. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm now 27 and he's 32. I've been absolutely head over heels in love with him for pretty much the entire time we've dated up until the last four to five months. We did distance for about four to five years and it was perfect. We never really fought much other than the occasional bickering, but nothing serious. We recently moved in together about four months ago and my fucking God, I hate to say it, but pretty much the week we moved in together, I knew he wasn't the one for me. I won't go into detail because I know you don't like really long emails, but let's just say the whole experience has been pretty rough. Well, that's a sentence they could have put the details instead of telling me that I don't like details. But- yeah, right? That's fair. That's fair. I know. Could have had one there. Um, he gets into these quote-unquote moods and is just uh, absolutely miserable to be around. And if one thing goes wrong, he's unable to be, he's unable to be like, well, it is... 
He's unable to be like, well, it is what it is and roll with it. He's like a rain cloud that has to rain down on everyone and make sure they're just as miserable as he is. I don't want to be with someone who has these moods at the slightest inconvenience. I guess my question is how do I respectfully end things with someone that I still love dearly but know isn't the one for me even if it hurts. I'm so comfortable in this relationship even though we argue often now, which I know sounds crazy. I know it it will fucking suck to see him with someone else, but I also know what is wrong for uh, that it's wrong of me to keep this going slowly but surely i now accepted that i love the person he was five plus years ago when we met but not the person he is now that these are under let me just first say this is normal this is okay absolutely normal i still have love for him as a person but moving in has just made me realize that i'm not in love with him because we don't have the same sense of humor anymore same taste in music or really anything in common that we used to bond over what do i do i feel like such a bitch to change up uh on him but this isn't what i signed up for is there a way to tell someone that after five plus years of making of talking every single day you just aren't into it anymore thanks sincerely crying every day over someone i haven't even dumped yet what do you think oh that's really sad way to end that um it's sad look breakups these are the two two forms of breakups one Mm. somebody wrongs the other you get to be angry and that's easy as hell right being angry is the easiest way to to be in a breakup because right nothing matters and then there's this version which i think happens a lot more than the other where it's not nobody did anything wrong necessarily it's just you guys aren't together it doesn't work for whatever Mm. reason and that one hurts because you don't hate them you still love them in some way. You don't want to hurt them worse. But every day that you sit around waiting to end this is a day wasted. Like, don't, right. don't. Just, it, it, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. And period. disrespectful to them. You know. And, and that also, I don't want to feel like, because how many of our friends do we know who stayed in relationships for months and years longer than they should have just because they don't want to do this part? And honestly, this is, we're all guilty of that. Absolutely. If every relationship ended on the day it should have ended, <laughs> um, oh, we'd be flush so with time, you know? Yeah, like, so much time on our hands. Right. So <laughs> I agree with you. This is, um, this is normal. I think here's a couple of things. Forget, forget that you live together. Forget exactly. that. Stop. She keeps. She brought up five plus years, and I love guilt. him. Yeah. Yeah. She's guilting herself. So mm-hmm. these, all these things, don't matter. Everything you've ever breakups have happened. They've happened after five plus years. They've happened after fifty years. Hell breakups yeah. happen. So your experience. This is not. Stop elevating this to a place it doesn't need to be elevated to. You are. He's not the match. You care about him, but he's not the match for you. Yeah. And we need to figure out how to unsew this cloth yeah and that is it and i know that's easier for me to say it's easier for us to you know be say of course to it's this person but you're hearing from two people how (laughs) right normal and okay this is you moved in you tried you didn't move in to break up you moved in to see how this could work it is not working for you speak in i terms it's not working for me I care about you. Stop using the word love. You care about them. Ooh, that's good, yeah. I that care about you. Not I love you because that makes it confusing. Yes. You have love for him, but that's hard to explain. I care about you, but this isn't the match for me. And I want to figure out how we can move forward to come apart. That's yeah. it. And 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 I again, when it's in your own head, you add five it years. Feels you like add. It's the end of the world. Yeah. Right. It's in a conscious uncoupling. Like I think it's, as That's much fun right. as we made of that phrase when they use Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> it actually makes 
total sense. It's it's just this is there are seven billion people on the planet. If you are strictly straight, just cut that in half. This is not You're, the one. And and, and let's okay. look at the positives. He's thirty two and a dude. Right. He's going to be okay. He'll You're twenty seven. Ninety nine point nine percent of these breakups at the end, if you ask both people down the line, they're like, "Yeah, I'm a hundred percent happy that." That right. And and I'll right. say this, that that type of mad that she's referencing, I think that happens when someone's unhappy in their relationship. I don't I do think too. he's as happy as you think he is. Like when either. someone's a rain cloud and can't get over it and rain can't cloud. God, I think that's I've been that person. That was vivid, by the way. That was a really good description right. of a person. I was like, oh, that one hurts. This is written I don't in by be Maya Angelou. Right? <laughs> I don't want that. No, Damn. so but and, do it. But Just I, do it. Get it over with. Rip the bandaid off. Like, and I think he's time. more unhappy in this relationship than maybe you know because that's the attitude of someone that's not happy with their life, not I just agree. upset at a situation. So, end it. You're going to be okay, Michelle Beadle. Thank you for coming on. This was fun, dude. I would I, let's do this again. <laughs> I like giving advice. It's easier than taking it and trying to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't. <laughs> Our lives are a mess. Yeah. We don't have to deal right. with that. Oh, my life's perfect. That's why I'm right. here today. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go follow Michelle. You're fantastic. <laughs> At Michelle.Beetle on Instagram. I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Monday with your emails. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.